This is Let's Get Real with your realtor hosts, Mallory Myers and Rob Calabro, talking real life and real estate. All right, from the Buckeye State to the Sunshine State, this is Let's Get Real. Uh, Welcome in. Mal, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Rob? I am doing awesome. Excited to uh, have our first episode. And um, yeah, so um, tell me, I guess, what's going on down in your state? Well, it's um, I'm in my office. I'm with Keller Williams Realty St. Pete. And tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So yeah. it is quiet here today, which is a perfect day to uh, reserve some office space and, and record our first meeting. Yeah. How are you doing in Columbus, Ohio? Columbus is good. Uh, For us, uh, the weather is actually pretty nice today uh, for being a day before Thanksgiving. Um, But yeah, uh, this is being our first episode. I guess there's going to be a little bit of uh, trial and error as as we go through this. But um, I just wanted to give a quick intro of what the format is going to be for the show. So um, you and I got together and discussed this idea of of a, a show about real estate, but also about you know our lives and a little bit of kind of behind the scenes things that we do as agents. Um, so I think it's going to be really fun for people to um, hear a little bit of our our different perspectives, my perspective um, in the Midwest, your perspective in Florida, and um, you know we just we have a lot of similarities, but we also have a lot of things that are different about how we operate and um, who we are. So I think it'll be a fun contrast. Uh, but today's episode, we're just going to be going through um, how we know each other, what we do, and then we'll talk about some fun subjects like um, what are some of our favorite things about real estate, some of the things that we hate about what we do. Um, and in the future, we're going to get into more stuff about the industry and um, just a lot more about being in real estate and kind of our different individual perspectives on it. So what do you have to add to that? Well, that was a great intro. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited that we're doing this. I think that there's a misconception that real estate agents hate each other in the industry. And really, we need each other in the industry. Um, We're a team, we're a support system. Um, we're our own business, so it even it can be even harder to be on your own in the industry. So to rally around other agents is extremely important, um, especially if you're not on a team. So I'm really excited that you and I, we always have a lot to talk about, about your experiences up there, my experiences, mm-hmm. experiences down here. And they're not really different. They're pretty much the same as far as how we can relate to it. Um, each transaction is different. Um, but we can relate to it, which is really nice. So we have some funny things that we go through. We have, you know, some uh, frustrating things that we go through. Um, There's definitely a lot of highs and lows. So I think it'll be really Mm -hmm. fun to kind of talk about those behind the scenes and also help our viewers and listeners on how to think creatively for the situations that you may go through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I, that's the part that I'm really excited about is is talking about um, you know some of the not only the more informational stuff that we you know we will get into market information and things like that, but we'll also just kind of have some fun with different because you know just like you said every every day every situation is either funny, unique, odd, crazy, which we are at the end of the show we're going to talk about our most crazy real estate experience, which. I haven't even actually thought of what my answer will be to that. So, um, but I'm interested to hear yours. Um, 
But I actually, so I remember uh, the first time that we discussed this because um, for the audience, we we grew up uh, in the same area in uh, Springboro, which is south of Dayton. And um, we were friends back high school, kind of college time frame. Um, and I don't even know if I could really pinpoint how we knew each other other than just like friends and like a big friend group. But um, I remember being up here in Columbus when you first, called me to talk about real estate, thinking about getting your license. And oddly enough, I actually remember what I was doing. I was driving uh, to show a property in Whitehall, which is, um, you know, you don't know Whitehall, but it's an yeah. area of, of east, east of downtown Columbus. Anyways, I, for some reason, I vividly remember that conversation. And now here you are like several years later doing really, really well in real estate. So um, it's kind of a cool conversation to see how things have developed uh, for you. Um, but so that's, I think that's the idea of the show is we're going to talk about, um, about, I don't know, help me pick up where, where my train of thoughts go. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's really cool to know each other from so long ago, so many life experiences ago. Um, you know, I, I feel like I went to college with you, but I didn't go to classes with you. Right. <laughs> I was an honorary yep. student with you. Uh, we had so many good times. So it's really cool to see the growth and the maturity and our lives just get better and better as we age and get those life experiences. So um, it's really cool. I'm really excited. It is kind of wild to think about that mm -hmm. time where we had that phone call where I was thinking about brokerages, where yeah, I was thinking yeah, about yeah. getting into it. And, you know, you were like in it, you, you were very helpful. And um, yeah, to think here we are three years later or so, and we get to kind of be part of it together even even closer is really awesome yeah so um give me a kind of a snapshot of like who you are as far as like real estate and just life in general for the audience really yeah yeah so um i am obviously originally from ohio uh, i've been in florida now for almost 11 years which kind of hurts to say because I don't feel like I'm old enough to be somewhere for 11 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but which makes um, me even older. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've been here for 11 years. I did property management for 10 years, and property management is a very thankless job. It is very thankless. You are nobody wants to talk to you. <laughs> you have the worst job. Everything is very negative. You are sending out violation letters for a trash can you know it just hurts your soul it's not the type of life i wanted to live um and so i realized in that process that i loved building relationships relationships is what i enjoyed most about that so um i was told long ago that i should go into real estate it wasn't something i really saw myself doing um, because i just didn't feel strong enough to do the sales part of it mm -hmm. um so it took me years um, and oddly enough, it actually took me a car accident to jump into it because I had um, been injured pretty badly. I was able to get a settlement and I was able to quit my job and focus on real estate. So um, see, I didn't was, even know that. Yeah, it was a huge blessing to be able to fully dive into it and fully, you know, trust God that. I have this desire, I have the sources, so I'm just going to do it. 
And I definitely think that had I not taken the leap, I wouldn't be as successful as I am now. It gave me the slow process to learn. It gave me the slow and steady pace to absorb without feeling that pressure and then giving up. Right. So I was really able to dive into that. Um, and the, you know, real estate, it's, it's, it's really building those relationships and, and creating friendships and, and holding hands throughout the process. And that's why I, I love real estate and what I do is it, it just kind of naturally happened is where I tend to see more of my business as first time home buyers or families kind of outgrowing their little small place and they want to sell and get it a little bit larger. Um, so I feel like that I naturally have that relationship builder. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, so absolutely. that's kind of what happens in my business is I'm, I tend to work more with those types of families or individuals versus um, investors. Like I know that you work with a lot of investments. You kind of have that mm -hmm. mindset. Um, I wish I had that mindset, but I'm just more of the emotional part than the numbers part. Yeah, and I'm still trying to get you onto the um, the investment train and get you a couple of rental properties down there. Hey, I really, really want to do it. I really yeah. want to do it. So it's still a goal. It absolutely is a goal. And I think with your help and your mm -hmm. mentorship, I think it it you know it will happen. Yeah, I mean, and I like when I um, when I first started thinking about investment properties, it, that the whole the whole thought process for me came to. Well, I love what I'm doing, but, you know, I'm working and I'm not building um, a, a business that I could turn around and sell. I'm not building necessarily equity. I'm, I'm helping people. I am building brand equity and I'm building a legitimate business that is creating real revenue. But I wanted to, to have something that is like brick and mortar. If I retired mm -hmm. from real estate, I still have rental income. Um, so, uh, which, you know, that's not happening anytime soon, but eventually, you know, sometime yeah. in like 30 years, it will. Um, so we want to get you on that train too. Yeah. Yeah. And it probably will sooner for you. You're, you're busting and moving quite quickly. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, I would love it to be very soon, but we know that's not happening. And um, of course, you know, my wife, she's ready to stop working. So that means I'll be working more. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, uh, I'll give a little uh, info about uh, myself to for your yeah, section absolutely. of the audience down there. In Florida. Yeah, so yeah, um, I am a I've been in real estate since 2014 and um, I uh, started out as an individual agent or actually I started out as a team uh, on a team. Uh, then I became an individual agent um, and then I became an office manager and that's what I'm currently doing. I, I still do most of my business still comes from or most of my income still comes from um, helping buyers and sellers just like you do every day. But I also manage an office of, of about 35 agents. Mm -hmm. And I also have rental properties like we just discussed. So uh, for the purpose of this, this show, this podcast, I'll have a little bit different perspective on some things than you do, but also... Right um you know we'll which both is great kind of, which is amazing yeah yeah it's good to kind of have a little back and forth about how we look at things even though i think ultimately a lot of it will be similar but um no it's so, great to have one of 
one of each kind of brains, you know? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like I'm really excited too, just because even though real estate is real estate, wherever you go, like there's some things about the Florida market, especially where you are in St. Pete. I know it's a super hot market. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to own some properties down there someday. So I, I'm just excited to learn from you about your market and then kind of share some info about ours up here in Columbus because Columbus is an awesome place too. It is. It really is. And I heard it's just as hot there. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, not literally. <laughs> no, especially not right now. <laughs> um, but uh, it is a good market. And yeah. um, in fact, that's uh, that's something I guess we'll, we'll get, we'll talk, you know, more and more as we go on. But mm -hmm. um, both of us uniquely are in great places to be owning and, and buying and selling real estate for sure. Um, all right. So do you want to... Uh, let's talk real quick about why we're, I guess we kind of talked about why we're doing the, the um, show already kind of, or do you have yeah, any other? I think, I think that, um, yeah, I think we covered it about, you know, how it's just, again, like it's really, there's so much in real estate. Like there's so much in every transaction. There's so much that people don't know. And I think that we're, it's important to educate um, everyone because everybody is interested in real estate, whether, whether or not you're going to actually buy or sell anytime soon, you're interested. You're looking on Zillow constantly. You're looking at all of the links about houses. Mm -hmm. um, HGTV. Your, yeah, that's why whatever. we're, that's yeah. why all those shows are, I mean, and I, I'm not going to lie. I, I like some of them. <laughs> I, I hate some of them as well, but. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I have never watched Selling Sunset and now there's a Selling Tampa Bay. And oh, that's I, right. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll see. Maybe but, you'll get on there some day <laughs> i don't know i don't fun. think i have what it takes but yeah. um yeah i think it's just super important to kind of shed light in different areas of the real estate life mm -hmm. um some are good some are bad some are funny some are sad you know it's just it's a very emotional industry and i think mm -hmm. that a lot of people think that we just open doors and there's so much more than that oh yeah yeah Sometimes you're a therapist, <laughs> even though you don't want to be. Oh my gosh. Um, and yes. sometimes you're, you know, a finance person. And um, sometimes, you know, there's there's all kinds of different roles that you have to oh, play. Yeah. We wear many hats. Um, all right. So let's let's dive into the first topic that we have. What is your favorite thing about being in real estate? That's kind of a good transition. Yeah, yeah. So my favorite thing about being in real estate is kind of like how I mentioned before, it's that building relationships. It's really um, being part of that process for a family or for a single individual, whoever's making that decision, it's a big deal in their life. Mm -hmm. And I'm very honored to be part of it. You know, we kind of have the joke here in Florida that if you have your driver's license, you have your real estate license. So you probably know more than one person in your life that has the real estate license. Um, so if I get to work with you, it's a huge honor. It's a huge privilege and I don't take it for granted. So I try to give my best, the full best um, five-star experience from that moment you reach out um, to closing day and far after. Um, so I love being part of that experience. Um, because it's rewarding. It's super rewarding. I mean, not mm -hmm. most, most real estate transactions for the buyer um, and for the seller, they're emotional. It's an emotional deal. 
So it's walking through that process with them, giving them the grace and justifying that they're not alone for feeling the feelings they feel. Um, mm -hmm. It's completely normal um, to where now I give that expectation from that buyer meeting, like you're going to feel a lot of things and then closing day happens and it's all going to be worth it. Um, and I tell the seller the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're anxious because the buyer might request something, the buyer might need this, the buyer might cancel, mm -hmm. you know, it's the same exact feeling of emotions. So it's just walking them through that, holding their hand and seeing the, the excitement on the other side is, is why I love doing it. Yeah. And I mean, just to piggyback off of that thought is um, it's sometimes the closings that you have that are um, maybe not the, the biggest transactions mm -hmm. or um, the the ones that you had to work, I shouldn't say you had to work the hardest for, but um, they're not the ones that you, um, that, that are what drive your business, but ultimately right. they're what drive you emotionally is that, mm -hmm. you know, you know, I have had some where I didn't realize how much the, the person on the other and my client really appreciated what I was doing because maybe it was their first, you know, I helped a, a client, um, I think it was last year in her mid fifties by her first home and mm. that was uh like a really big accomplishment very emotional for her yeah. and so she you know she came to the closing table gave me a present and i was like yeah. aren't i supposed to be giving you yeah. a, a gift but then I, it kind of all made sense like you know she, she's yeah. really happy and you know of course i was really happy to be a part of that process and like you you look back at situations like that and you're like okay you know what i you know that might not have been uh, the whole time I was going through helping her, I was, you know, I was working, I was trying to get the job done. Right. But at the end of the day, I was like, wow, um, it made a big, huge impact. You do in that so life. much more than that. That's so true. That's a great example of our why, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. at the, you know, it, it, that, that transaction may have been hell for her, not saying that it was, but like, and the way that you walk through it with her and the way that you're there for her, mm -hmm. it is an impact it definitely is impactful and that's amazing that you felt that she appreciated something that you're just you're just doing naturally sure yeah i mean it was like you know it was a condo and i've bought help people buy and sell tons of condos i own a couple of condos didn't i didn't you know i knew that i was enjoying working with her but i didn't necessarily register to me that much like it was that big a deal right because it wasn't as big a deal to me but you know so it's really cool to see that and there i could probably name off a you know right. other situations similar to that mm -hmm. um where people maybe buyers maybe sellers where they just you know have a true appreciation for what we're able to do so that i mean that part of it's um is rewarding and i'll tell you the other thing i really love about what we do is the there is a um, a problem solving aspect mm -hmm. that like uh, I really enjoy because it, there's so many different like little pieces that can fit in. And, and the reality is you can have a real estate transaction where there's not a whole lot of issues and it mm -hmm. seems like it's pretty easy. And you could have one thing happen that completely changes the dynamic of that transaction and makes it, you know, a lot more challenging. And mm -hmm. I always think about this sometimes where a problem arises and I think like, okay, I've dealt with this before or I'm not afraid to figure out how to approach this because right. I know for a lot of people that would end the deal. 
And um, for me, it's usually like just a, a challenge to yeah. figure out, you know, find some resources and figure out how to make it make it work. Yeah, I, it definitely can um, channel your pl problem solver in you. And and I, I can definitely see you as taking it on <laughs> as a challenge. Like, let me see what we can do about this. And you're right. And I think it takes experience. It takes experience to know that you can push back or you can get creative in the way that things are done. And again, it kind of goes back to utilizing your network of other realtors. And mm -hmm. if you That's haven't true. gone through it, somebody else might have gone through it or something similar mm -hmm. and find a way that you never even would have thought of that can that can fix the problem. And then you get to the closing table. Yeah. And it's rewarding to look back at a certain situation and go, yeah, like it wouldn't have been that hard for us to, you know, for me to have a conversation with the client and say, hey, this came up, looks like you're going to have to terminate this contract or it looks like this buyer is mm -hmm. going to walk and there's nothing we can do about it. And, and then, you know, to be able to, instead of having to do it that way, to be able to come back and say, and say you know, here's what we did. You know, we, mm -hmm. we explored all these different options and found one that, that made it work and made the, the transaction a successful one. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So now that's your favorite. What's your least favorite part of this? Oh, that is uh, <laughs> that's a that's a loaded question. Um, I would say um, this is there's probably a couple things that I think about that make our job. There's a lot of things that make the job challenging, but mm -hmm. um, you know the hours are a give and take. Uh, you know mm -hmm. there are times where you got to answer your phone late night or on the weekend, mm -hmm. and you have to have a hour long, you know, conversation with another agent or mm -hmm. with the buyer or the seller, um, you know, trying to sort out an issue that is of, uh, you know, a, a certain um, time constraint, you know, mm -hmm. and that part uh, is probably one of the parts that I don't love, but ultimately it's a trade off because sometimes mm -hmm. you get, you know, Friday afternoon to off to do whatever mm -hmm. you want and, and your show Saturday, but you know, so I'd say that's probably the thing that I don't, you know, it's, it's worst when it's like, you know, I out with the family uh, and I have to, you know, I have to take a phone call that nobody wants me to have to take. What's so, What's your answer to that question? What is your least favorite thing? So there are many challenging um, aspects of this industry. And I like how you put challenges, not, you know, least favorite or annoyances. Um, every job has its pros and cons. So I feel like you definitely have to think about it that way. Um, I think that my least favorite, there's a couple, but my least couple favorites um, are the fact that we're just so out of control. We're so out of control. We're like the messengers that give bad news or good news. And there's so many hands in the pot that as much as your client is asking for information or you want to give them the information, there's nothing to tell them. And it's a wait, there's a lot of waiting periods. And I think that's really hard is when um, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And a lot of it's out of your control. You you give information to this listing agent, you give information to the buyer's agent, and you're waiting and waiting. Mm -hmm. I mean, that just comes with the job. Um, you know, like you said, creating those boundaries of who do I think 
I can have those late night conversations with and it's not going to eat at my soul or, you know, and then you kind of start at the beginning with that of, you know, not answering calls or texts after eight o'clock and respond in an appropriate hour the next day. Um, It's, it's kind of learning as you go. Um, But I've dealt with some difficult people. And I think that that's kind of a hard part of this job too, is it's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's not always people that you just could become best friends with. Um, It can be people that, Mm -hmm can be very difficult and i have Mm -hmm. learned to have a voice for myself um, and push back on that in a very respectful and professional way and i i'm thankful for those opportunities to have learned that um but it is it's it's sales in a sense so yeah it's not always fun well you you've got to be tactful um Mm -hmm. but you're right i mean with especially when it's, when you're in sales um you you're gonna have to deal with a huge spectrum of different personalities and they all i mean you can if you try hard enough you can find something great about working mm-hmm. with anybody um but ultimately um it is a challenge and it's i can see that as you know one of the things that you know drives some people away from our business you have to have the right personality yeah. for it and you have to have the right persistence for it. Uh, and, you know, you have to have the ability to say um, or to tell yourself not to say certain things and to say certain things in certain situations. Um, that oh, is yeah. more, that is an insider type of conversation, right? You don't usually tell your buyers or your sellers um, certain things like that, but it's reality. I mean, anybody who's in a business I'm sure there's lots of other um, businesses out there where, you know, where you're direct to consumer and it's a, and it, a lot of times direct to consumer sales is not necessarily a, a, a long-term relationship. Right. In our, in our case, it is. I mean, you have to work with that person for usually several months at a time. And then hopefully you build a relationship to where you get to work with them again in the future or you get to receive a referral from them in the future and do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely a tact, like you said, and I think it honestly, um, it earns respect after you can do that. I've noticed, like, I remember I had a listing agent who we were getting along really well. And then all of a sudden he was nasty to me for some reason. And I straight up was like, Hey, I'm really sorry, but, I thought we've been getting along, so I don't understand where this yeah. kind of confrontational conversation is coming from. We were getting along just fine, so I'm I'm a little taken back by it. And he immediately apologized, immediately <laughs> apologized, asked if I accepted his, you know, apology, was so sorry. And I was like, well, it's totally cool, but, like, I, it came out of nowhere for me, and I was not having it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I've had similar situations where you get off the phone or you whatever, and you're like, that person needs to like find, you know, do some meditation yeah. Yeah. or find an outlet for their anger or yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I know sometimes the initiation driven tactics, but a lot of times I think it's just the person on the end maybe just needs to take it take a little uh, breather and maybe reduce the stress in their life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Know. Something I, um, you know, kind of notice is hurt people, hurt people. Right. So if somebody is taking something sure. out on you out of nowhere, most likely you're, you're just part of the chain. 
So you have to remove yourself emotionally and say, what this person is saying or how this person is acting to me is not about me. It's just, right. I'm it's a release. And so I have learned to not take, in, not take things personal. And I'm thankful mm -hmm. that um, I've had really good transactions for most of my you know career so far that those one or two few that sprinkle in that is kind of negative it doesn't affect me as a realtor but if i had that kind of stuff happen at the very beginning of my career it would have broke me it would have mm -hmm. i've not made up for this i'm not cut out for this um but you kind of have to go through those experiences and it builds you to be a better agent and a better person yeah um all right so i'll put you on the spot then tell me about um situation where you had to um, deal with an agent like that where it was uh, challenging um, because of the way they were acting towards you um i, I can't I, think of one myself so i'm definitely putting you on the spot yeah you said you can't think of one or not off the top of my head oh, I, if you good. give me a, if you give me a little bit i'll probably figure yeah. it out but. i've um i've really only had two to three in about three and a half years of negative experiences with that being I've a client of mine. I've had my own buyers be really nasty to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? Um, and only one listing agent, the one that I mentioned, he again, he was super nice from everything. And then once I kind of called him out on kind of snapping at me and being a little hard, he immediately apologized and it was fine. So some people have hard days and they don't realize that it comes off onto other people. And if you just correct it, everything's fine. It moves forward. Um, mm -hmm. But I've had actually really nasty clients. But you brought up an interesting uh, point, like kind of in the middle of that uh, segment, which was about the, the bidding process. And in this market, you've got to be really careful about how you talk to uh buyers specifically about making offers on properties because the reality is you as an agent a lot of times you know that your client's offer is either going to be very strong or it's not even close yeah and you've got to be tactful in how you talk to them about making the offer yeah. because yeah, you can't put yourself in a situation where you told them to pay fifty thousand dollars over the list price and ultimately they didn't you know need to or ultimately it was not within their comfort zone financially right but at the same time you might have the mark you should have the market knowledge and have enough um wherewithal for what's happening to know like if this the offer that i'm submitting is either going to be competitive or it's not going to be that competitive and yeah. If it's not going to be that competitive, I will try to, to discuss that with the client and say, look, this is your decision. I am not going to tell you how to make the offer. I'm here to do what you want. But if you want my you know, opinion, I, I would not be surprised if you know, other offers look a little bit similar to this and not as mm -hmm. much you know, what yours looks like. Right. Um, yeah. And there's obviously, you know, get into technical stuff. There's obviously different clauses and things we can put in the contract that maybe would help with that but ultimately just you know from our perspective as agents like we got we have to do our duty to help them get the property because that's why they hired us right but we also have to do our duty to not put them in a bad financial situation by encouraging them to go outside of their budget or outside of their comfort zone 100 and that's so funny that you say that because i'm i'm going I have gone through those conversations twice in the last two days with two separate buyers. 
and you know the highest and best is is what's happening right now like you mm -hmm. have to put your best foot forward for an offer at the very beginning there's no countering there's no you know if your offer is really really good then maybe the agent will call you and say hey we have other offers that kind of look like this but we really like yours would your sell or would your buyer do this mm -hmm. you go back to your clients and you discuss but i've had conversations um one girl she sent me a condo she really really liked it was highest and best by the next day at like one o'clock it was like 4 30 the day before mm -hmm. so i said listen like this is really cute it's obviously getting a lot of attention what would your highest and best offer be and she said like only 6k more i said i don't think that that's going to win a highest and best situation um i i, I don't even want to waste both of our time for mm -hmm. you to fall in love with the condo that you can't put your best foot forward and win and yeah. that's a tough conversation but yeah. you have to you have to really break down and say i'm not going to tell you what your highest is like you said it is, I am not your financial advisor. I am mm -hmm. your real estate professional and I'm gonna tell you what what is getting accepted. Yeah. And what's getting accepted are, we'll discuss I'm sure in another you know episode, yeah. but here's what's getting accepted. What is your walk away number? What's the yeah. number that you feel good that if it doesn't work out it wasn't meant to be but that's the number that you're willing to give your all and if that's the number that you're willing to give your all i will offer it but again like you said if it's low if i feel like it's not going to win you got to say listen like a closing costs you know the whole closing cost deal i had somebody say what well, we want to offer um to 275 it was like or 280 and it was um a 265 property but they wanted closing costs. And I said, okay, we'll take 10 grand away from that. And that's what the seller is gonna get. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what he sees. That's your offer. That's it's your a offer. Net right. Grand. And that's only 5K over. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's, and he has to help you pay. Mm -hmm. that's and that makes him think in his mind, well, this person maybe can't afford the house because they need $10,000 towards, you know, helping the financing. Right, right. Now, I'm but not saying that, that that probably isn't the case, but that might be what their thought is. It could be. Yeah, yeah. So it is a tough conversation, like you said, to have to not swindle somebody into paying more, but to say, yeah. listen, if you really want this house, what's your number that you're mm -hmm. willing to max out at? Yeah, and I think it's like it's a it's a uh, rapport that you have to build with the client to be able to, mm -hmm. to, to do that. And sometimes it me it might mean you know, showing them a couple of houses that you kind of know aren't going to be the right fit, but you have to let them figure that out on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think part of it too is like a little bit of a mutual respect between you and the client. And, and you know, depending on the situation, if the answer is, I, this is a great house, I agree that you would love it, but I know that you won't pay, you know, mm -hmm. the amount needed, then, uh, you know, don't make me go out at 7 p.m. on a Friday night or on Thanksgiving Day or whatever it might. You know what I mean? Certain yeah, situations you yeah. think about that and you're like, and that's, you, you just have to, you have to know the client and you have to be able to have that conversation. And I yeah, think most I, people are respectful not to do that, but. Right. It goes know. back to your point of tact and kind of having a way of gently saying like, you know, 
it's emotional when you see a home you love and especially if it's on Zillow, it's at the top of your budget. If it's at the top of your budget, you can't offer above asking to be an aggressive offer. Mm-hmm. If it's at the top of your budget, where's your, where's your strength in the offer? There's going right. to, it's list price is just like the bare, like nobody's accepting list price unless it's cash and everything else looks amazing. Who knows? Right. But you have to, you kind of have to talk them into real reality versus the emotions. Like take the emotions out of it, look at the money and check out what that's going to be monthly mortgage, check what that's going to be like in your offer. You know, it's really bringing them down. And like you said, when you show them a couple, like I have clients that will show me listings that they want to see, we'll go take a tour. You, you humble them and what they're looking for. And sometimes they're like, you know what? I think we're going to have to extend our search or I think we're going to have to um, come to terms that maybe we won't be able to find a three bedroom. We'll have to look for a two bedroom for everything else we want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's about narrowing out what will work within your budget and the place you want to be and what's most important to you. Do you want to be in a certain area or would you rather have more space or Mm -hmm. some other features? Yeah. So, all right, let's, let's, let's dive into our last question because I think this one will be fun and I'll be honest. So the question is, what's your, what's your craziest real estate experience? And I'll be honest, like, I think we should hit this question up a a few more times because I've had uh, Mm -hmm. some, some interesting ones, but all right, you go first. Okay. Yeah. I had a showing for a friend of mine. It was probably two years ago. And, um, she wanted to see this townhome. We go to see this townhome. I go in first, like if, if at our first meeting place, our first showing or whatever uh, for the day, I will go early. I'll unlock, I'll turn on the lights. I'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. Obviously mm-hmm. I can't do that if we're doing a tour and we go to the right. next one at the same time, but I'll, you know, I present the house well when we first meet. So I go in there and the downstairs looks like a normal townhome, but then you go upstairs and the carpet is dingy. I go into a room and there's like red stains, like kind of next to this old wicker bed. All that's mm-hmm. in there is just the wicker bed with the quilt and like some patchy and this giant stain around the bed. And so then I kind of go, it was like, that's disturbing. I go into the other room, same thing, only the wicker bed, stain little bit of patches on the wall around it um and that's it so then i go back downstairs and i'm waiting for my client outside and um the neighbors are home and they're outside and we kind of just talk a little bit and uh, he goes are you selling it or i said no i'm showing it and he goes i said it's a little kind of creepy in there and he goes yeah do you know what happened in there and i'm like no and he (laughs) goes look up the address and you'll find out and uh I was like, oh did you look it up? Yeah. So my client was a friend of mine who loves that kind of stuff. Like uh, she um, is actually a medical illustrator. So she uh, doesn't get grossed out by much. She actually like, you know, thrives good off for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, as soon as she walked in, this is the unprofessional side of me. I was like, we have got to look this house up. Oh I didn't even God. like let her walk in the door yet. Um, and it ended up being, I actually still have like a screenshot of the, which I'm not going to show because it won't show up, but I ended up finding out what happened. Um, and it was like a murder suicide. A 16 year old finds parents oh, shot dead in Largo home. 
And so that is it was like terrible. blood outside on the, like everything was like the blood that I saw. How did they not like do any cleanup or anything? I, I, I mean, think it was nobody wanted to do that, right? Like it's an emotional disturbing situation. So I don't think the agent, like who wants to, who wants to get, I mean, it was, it was I mean, cleaned up, oof. but you could still tell there was a stain. Yeah, like yeah. get yeah. rid of the bed. Um, get rid of the carpet. Get rid of like, everything. Geez. Get rid of everything. I mean, and, and it was, it was really sad. It was really sad. Yeah, but then, yeah. you know, it kind of goes into like, they don't have to disclose that. Mm. And it's just, it was. That crazy. really is this. That's, that is a crazy one. I have not had that and I'm thankful because yeah. that's gross. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I mean, I'd have to check license law on that. Um, I, I don't think you can intentionally hide it. But I don't know that, like, you have to, if you don't know, I don't know that you have to find, mm -hmm. you know, go do your research to find out. Right. Um, all right. So uh, I will give you a, a kind of a more, like, light, a little funnier story. <laughs> um, I I mean, being in, uh, dealing with a lot of investor clients and owning, you know, a handful of in, uh, investments myself, I have seen some really nasty properties. Um, so there are several stories I have that we'll talk about maybe in another uh, episode or a different yeah. day. But this one is kind of funny. I was actually uh, so, so showing a house with some of my close friends. Fortunately, they, they were close friends, so it wasn't an awkward situation. But um, we're going through this property, and um, it's really kind of dingy it's kind of outdated there's like a, a very strong odor of some sort maybe a cat or something gross you know not like a normal cat but like a cat that's not being cleaned and taken yeah. care of well anyways it's very apparent so we're walking through this house and um we're talking about the property and we've got a lot of negative things to say about the house <laughs> there you know it's there's this weird smell there's like you know, this is disgusting, that's disgusting, and we're going through it. It's sort of like a split level. So it's not a, a not a true like um, upstairs, downstairs. It's kind of a split level where it's open that you could hear um, what's going on upstairs mm -hmm. and downstairs. So we're walking through, we, we get into the basement area, which is open to the upstairs, and they're, uh, at, we're literally mid conversation, and there's an old man still in the house, on an oxygen <laughs> tank, sitting in the chair, just listening to everything we're saying. And it was so awkward. And I didn't know. And so um Bless. I I and and we're just like, oh uh yeah, hi, yeah, uh, lovely house. And uh we kind of make our way through and leave and lock the door. And uh I called the agent and she said, Oh yeah, yeah, uh sorry, like I, I meant to tell you, but the seller can't leave the house because he's in a certain like medical condition where he's got to be there for every showing. And <laughs> so it's, that's fine. Like that'll happen. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not ideal, but that will happen. But will. it was just super awkward because like we're over here, like just trashing this house and how, <laughs> how bad it is and how it smells. And he's sitting there listening to everything. With, poor guy. Very awkward. Yeah. Poor guy. I felt really bad. <laughs> But like this is like a few years later, now we can look back and kind of yeah, laugh about yeah. it. And yeah. it was just a simple like, you know, if she would have 
if if she would have you know mentioned that or got a chance to put that into the showing notes before we went in, then it wouldn't have been that big a deal. Yeah, we, we you would just, have filtered yourself a little bit more. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. Walk through the house and talk about how nasty it is after. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Exactly. Um, that is funny. It does happen. And sometimes you have to be cautious. Um, mm -hmm. On the flip side of that is like if there's a ring camera or if there's, you know, mm -hmm. audio that's being recorded on the inside, um, you know, it should be disclosed. And so you yes. kind of have to be cautious of your surroundings when you're in a house, even if the style is awful, you know, and you're all like, what the mm -hmm. heck? Yep. Discuss it, it after because... Oh yeah. And it's required in Ohio now that you have to disclose that. Although I don't know that everyone does, but the yeah. other part of that is, uh, and I always tell my clients this, a lot of times I'll tell them like, let's, let's hold off our discussion, our negotiation, like our pricing discussion, our discussion about negotiations until we're outside of the house or until we're away from any video. Cause even though yeah. the, you know, even though like they should disclose it or they shouldn't really be listening in, like, People, you know, they have a baby monitor or they have a, a camera, you know, it's human nature. They're going to listen to your conversation and you might give them a piece of information that you don't yeah. want them to know about in negotiating for the house. Well, it's it's really funny you say that because I actually um, I uh, had an off market property that a friend of a realtor friend after promoting to my network, Hey, if you have anything that meets this, my clients are looking, um, a friend of mine said, Hey, I think I have something that would work for your clients. If you want to show it, mm -hmm. showed it to them. Um, and the, the, they buyers loved it. They were like, we want this house. So we're outside and we're kind of talking and there's first time home buyers newlyweds so freaking excited so we're outside talking and he's like okay we really want this house what do we got to do i'll do anything blah, 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 blah. and so um as we're leaving i see the ring camera on the porch and i was like well they probably heard everything anyway <laughs> and then um the agent we submitted an offer the agent called me and she was like so the sellers did watch the video and they love your clients uh, <laughs> so, so it, it can work can, it can work both it ways can work for your benefit as well yeah. Um, well, yeah. So sometimes it works out that way. Yeah. Um, all right. So, and that, like, honestly, that's a topic we could probably do a lot longer on. But anyway. Oh, there's many. There's yeah. definitely many. So um, I think this has been a good, a good conversation to start. And uh, I'm excited to, to dive into some more um, different topics. You know, we're going to talk about, um, you know, industry news and things that are happening. And we're going to keep giving stories and things like that. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, I think we're going to do this weekly, right? Yeah, I think so. Unless, yeah. you know, something happens, we'll, we'll try to do it weekly. All right. Th this is awesome. Um, I'm really excited for our next episode. Um, do you have any closing thoughts before we head on out? Um, yes, I am super excited to do this with you, Rob. I'm really excited. I hope our, listeners our friends our audience mm -hmm. i hope that they enjoyed it i hope that they find value in it um i hope that it's just entertaining you know i i, yeah. I 
know that everybody loves to listen on on something like this uh real estate related or you know behind the scenes of a dirty job or whatnot <laughs> but uh i yeah. hope that it just provides value i hope that you guys enjoy it and i'm really excited to see um you know how it continues and if you have any questions if you have any prompts that you have seen um, as a listener and you know want to submit those questions or want to submit those topics you know definitely do and then it would be fun to discuss those in the next week's episode yes we would love to get people's um topic suggestions and people's questions coming in um i know that the that you know we're it, it's thanksgiving tomorrow uh while mm -hmm. we're recording this although it's probably not going to come out till after thanksgiving but either way we're, we're approaching the end of the year so i know that uh, the next time we talk we're going to definitely hit on um the market as far as going into the holiday season and what we're seeing what i'm seeing here in columbus what you're seeing down in um down in the uh saint pete area um because now actually even though um you know you think things are slowing down for the holidays there's a lot of good things to be to be had in the market today so uh, i know we're going to discuss that next time and i know that we're going to get into a few other really good topics as well so um thank yeah. you for for uh joining me on this and uh, yeah, i'm excited you. to talk to you again uh, next week yep we'll see you then thanks Ryan. all righty